5: All right, Allison. Hi. Let, let me read you a little thing. I'm particularly pissed off at Jake Tapper these days, just because he was like, ridiculously pathetic with um, yesterday with talking about uh, having Adam Schiff on and Schiff saying, "Yes, I believe there's actionable uh, things against Donald Trump and the Tappers." Like, so you believe there will be charges? I can't. He's like, uh, Jake, I don't want to give away our hand quite yet, but. I do believe that the president has broken the law. And it's the second time this dude has done this and Jake ate it up the first time with the Mueller thing. That's a huge embarrassment. At some point, people have to look back and say, all that stuff planted by Democrats, chased by the FBI. The Mueller report shows nothing wrong about the Trumps. Right. And Mueller himself is senile up in the stand, (laughs) has no idea what's in the Mueller report. Nobody knows. There's nothing to it. And Democrats act as if it was... Almost conclusive, but not totally. It's crap. All this stuff is crap. These people are frauds. Frauds. And then, and so I'm mad at Jake Tapper that he keeps having these people on. <clears throat> he won't right. have the Trump people on, but he'll have these people on because they're not like... Okay, so then I look at this, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper's daughter, Alice, interesting name, almost died after being misdiagnosed. And she is a such a lovely girl. Jake Tapper's 15-year-old daughter, Alice Tapper, revealed she almost died from appendicitis last year after doctors misdiagnosed her. Alex explained in a new op-ed for CNN that she was hospitalized after developing severe abdominal pain and a fever, so her parents asked about the possibility of appendicitis. However, because she was tender all over not just on one side, doctors dismissed the possibility and concluded she had a viral infection. I got sicker and my skin started turning a pale green. As Monday turned into Tuesday, I was only given Tylenol for my pain, Alice wrote. My mom asked the doctors why I couldn't get a sonogram to see what was happening inside my abdomen. They said it wasn't needed. My dad asked why I couldn't get antibiotics. The doctor said for viral infection, they could do more harm than good. My parents kept pushing for a gastroenterologist who might have more insight about my condition to evaluate me, but no one ever came. Alice said she began to feel helpless and alarmed by the lack of recognition I received from the hospital. I was not being heard. When I described to the doctors how much pain I was in, they responded with condescending looks. Been there, Alice, in these big freaking hospitals, yeah. reputable teaching hospitals, condescending a-hole doctors. They're the worst. They're the worst. The worst. Doctors, you are, except for toe's husband, the worst. He's a dentist. Yeah, but I think he's a doctor, too. I think he's got a lot of stuff. You, you're the worst—condescending, arrogant, impatient pricks. All of them. Give me nurses are angels, doctors are devils. I'm sorry. The famous broadcaster ultimately pulled rank. That's what you have to do in a hospital because you can't trust these MFs. Yeah, you really you can't do
1: trust have the to ones. Use like, whatever you have in can't the hospital can't trust, with
5: can't doctors. Can't trust. Um, um, who's the hot woman from the CDC? Rochelle Walensky. <laughs> can't trust. The, the um, dwarf uh, <laughs> from the NIH can't trust Francis Collins who's a psychotic you can't trust these people they're over credentialed they think there's nobody more ignorant than doctors they think they are God's gift and they're just as psychotic and as competent as everybody else the famous broadcaster ultimately pulled rank and called a hospital administrator and demanded some sort of imaging be done for his daughter an ultrasound revealed she had a perforated appendix and was leaking toxic fluids into her internal organs so she was rushed to emergency surgery thank god dr tapper was working that night <laughs> I know. god i hate these people i hate these people I, and I, I i have a personal problem with both my parents died of cancer and two very different stories um one who learned how to navigate the system and not trust anybody including most doctors uh, and and had although a longer, more drawn out, oh, horribly horrific time, a better time in one who trusted doctors implicitly. In, in that, in even uh, me and my brother were there, uh, my, my dad, and who got screwed by the system, and it was terrible. I would never forgive those MFs. If there is a nuclear bomb that goes off in Lebanon, New Hampshire, I'm fine with that. <laughs> the famous broadcaster ultimately pulled rank. God bless him for doing that. If you don't do that, you can't You can't assume these people know what's best for you. And call the hospital administrator, ultrasound that She was rushed in emergency su- surgery. I had sepsis, and we would later learn I was going to, into a hypervolemic shock, which can cause organs to stop working. That night was the scariest night of my life, she wrote, adding that after leaving the ICU, she stayed in the hospital for an additional re- week, bedridden with uncomfortable drains in her body. It's great being a 15-year-old girl and have to worry about it uncomfortable drains in your body i could barely walk i didn't recognize the helpless hunchbacked, green exhausted girl <laughs> she's got away with words too i saw in the hospital mirror she said months later alice went into a different hospital for an appendectomy and her health since has returned to normal The teenager came forward with her story to spread awareness of high rates of appendicitis misdiagnosis and those who don't have parents who can get the phone number of the hospital administrator great point Great point. Mm -hmm. I still can't believe this happened to me, she concluded, and I don't want it to happen to anybody else. This is great. Right. This is, uh, and it's so telling. So let me tell you, I have a personal, though slightly less important story. (laughs) And this is really about universal F-hattery happening. Since you and I are going to Universal what? F hetery. What's F hetery? What do you think F stands for, Alice?
1: <laughs> I can guess the F. Okay. What's hetery?
5: It's what an F head <laughs> practices.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I see. Okay. I had never heard it put together quite that way. <sighs> Dictionary.com word of the year for twenty twenty three, I bet.
5: Um so a couple days ago, fill for a second.
1: Um, I thought you were going for like H E T T E R Y. I couldn't figure out what that was trying to be.
5: Because my Alice and I are traveling to Connecticut, okay. possibly tomorrow. We oh, believe tomorrow. Definitely, tomorrow, definitely tomorrow. Okay. And uh, I'm no, I no longer want to. I'm now 50 years old, just about right. I am sick in my teens, in my 20s. I lugged heavy guitar amps and equipment around all over the place. And in my thirties, thirties, I took a little time off from lugging. I gotta admit, but in my late thirties and forties, I with Boston Hill Radio, I was back to lugging. I was man, I was absolutely. You were
1: Mister Heavy Equipment. Uh,
5: yes, I was Mister Lugging. Lugging amps, <laughs> lugging tables, lugging um, mixers, lugging speakers, lugging all microphone stands. I became I'm the world's most unpaid roadie in the history of of all um, broadcasting. <clears throat> So I'm sick of lugging our stuff down to New Hampshire to do our podcast.
1: Connecticut, you mean?
5: Yes, that's right. And so we've—I've made executive decision, and I've ordered the only things we'll be lugging now. I've got a—I've got a go bag with mm-hmm. all the equipment we're going to need, and there's a two-channel mixer that supposedly is waiting for us. will be waiting for us in Connecticut via uh-huh. via whatever place BH Photo, whatever the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a splitter for microphones. Uh, for headphones. The chances of those actually arriving in a hotel, I assume, are about 11%. You know, but fine. I, but So so I'm sick of lugging stuff. Okay. So <clears throat> I ordered this online. Now, I my preference was to order them in person. So I could look around, feel it, get a feel for it, talk to somebody about it. Which means that I had to go, when I went to Awaken 180 Friday, I had to go also to one of the few places around here that's got some mixtures, Guitar Center. Okay. Now I, I'm not guys, I know some of you are are, are um sensitive <clears throat> about me joking about committing committing suicide I, and I'm just being tongue in cheek when I do it. That said, the only times I've ever in my whole time contemplated taking my own life are be are whenever I've been and this is, includes in my late teens to now whenever I've been in a music store.
1: <laughs> okay.
5: The F head F head Rayells. Okay. The F head who works in a music store has not changed since 1990, and probably since 1970. They're all the same person. They're always cooler than me. They always have something better to do than to talk to me. They're always, I'm called dude or man or hey, you know, whatever. Okay, fine, fine, okay. So so the other places where I, I, I want to take my own life are the Shaw's in Melrose, Massachusetts. That's, that's it. <laughs> I, and when I used to go there, I actually used to think about it. Like, is there, can I actually just buy this rope uh, from in and <laughs> and you'd I'd have wait, to but shoplift wait, it, it because they because, don't usually right.
1: have a way to let you actually purchase things right, in that because store they, they, it's always a the problem. only way there
5: used to be was a self checkout and so they got rid of it so there's now no way
1: and it was funny because then we were back there for something this was like even a year or two ago and they had brought the self checkouts back but it didn't work and it no. called over a person to help me because it, it couldn't <laughs> You <laughs> couldn't check me out. I've literally never had a smooth checkout experience in the Melrose shot.
5: So, um, so, so I go to the uh, Guitar Center. Mm-hmm. Guitar Center. Oh God! If I ever, if I hear somebody practicing freaking chords on an electric guitar, I mean, but half-assed practicing, you know, they could nail it if they wanted to. Oh God, please. Anyway, so I go and I ask to do. I don't want to talk to anybody, any dude. I just want to see this stuff. But a dude catches me walks in. <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, dude, what do you need? You need to can I help you with something?" I go, uh, "Yeah, can I have this?" Dude was okay. Can I have? Uh, I'm looking for mixers, like USB mixers. He goes, "Oh yeah, way back there, left of that ladder, over your left." I go back there. There's dudes talking who all work there with Guitar Center shirts. These are they're talking amongst themselves. They are not interested in what I'm looking for. I'm looking around. I'm looking. I see used stuff. I see this stuff, that stuff, this stuff. This is. They are not at all interested. Two of the guys leave, and then the third one leaves. So now there's nobody there at all. Now I'm looking around, and I do see some mixers, some USB mixers. And this is excellent. So now I'm standing in front of the glass case, where a mm-hmm. dude should be, in front of a couple of USB mixers, that I'd like to know something about. I just want to see the box. I this, this dude comes walking back, punching numbers or something, info, into his phone. Right in front of me with his guitar center shirt, right in front of me. Goes behind the glass thing. Turns on a dime, slowly punching more stuff into his phone. Looks left up at me, <laughs> back to his phone, and begins making his way out of there. I said, "Oh, can he? Can I see this mixer for a second?" He goes, "Oh, um, yeah. Uh, hold on." And he just grabs the mixer and he throws it on the glass thing, and off he goes. And he's gone. So at this point, I thought to myself. At this point, I hate him and Guitar Center. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, what is the right thing to do here? Part of me thought to myself, Alice, what did part of me think that I should do? Leave? What did also a smaller (laughs) part of me think I should do? Off yourself? Well, that's always (laughs) the third. I thought for a second, what if I just take this thing? and if, leave with it walk right out <laughs> and when he stops me if somebody if they stop me dude oh i thought i rang it up i don't know I'm <laughs> up, my eyes my mind's in the sky too man i don't know did i not okay <clears throat> anyway i decided just to say f it and so now i've decided to uh that's why i ordered the thing and from wherever and we'll see if it gets there but much like with the with the doctor's who a whole team of them said, and it was the same thing with my own dad, who a whole team of them came over and said, it's very important that he leave today, he should leave today, he should leave today. And we were like, are you sure? He seems pretty much close to death, and we don't know what to do if he's dead. And they said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Next day, done. That's it. But no, they knew. They knew. There were a committee of people who knew. And between the guitar center guy and the doctors, and the doctors working on Jake Tapper's kid, we've got a problem. Nobody seems to know anything anymore. I mean, I don't remember the last time when I thought, wow, what a totally competent dude. What a really competent person doing something. <clears throat> and there, there used to be always the best at something somewhere. There was no doubt about that. There used to be even even when I was a concierge in Boston, there was a best ticket broker. He could always count on him. His name was Hank. He was down in the theater district. He had he sold tickets in the theater district, Alice, mm-hmm. from a trailer. Right. A trailer. The trailer is odd for the theaters. <laughs> no, that's that's okay. not why it's just right.
1: <laughs> okay, I believe you.
5: Okay, <laughs> but Hank was the best. He was the best at getting the tickets. He had no limits when you marked up tickets and you know made sure to screw Yankee fans by jacking up tickets by three hundred bucks each. No problemo. How it works is how it used to work is that. Hank, uh, I would I would have some New York a hole in front of me, and say, "Yeah, we're coming. We're from the city. We want three. uh, We want three tickets. The best you got to the Yankees game, and that's all I needed to hear." And of course, he'd call it the Yankees game, just even though it's in Fenway Park against the Red Sox, Mm because they're New York a holes. They're all Trumps, really. And so and so, Hank, I'd say, Hank, do you have three of the best tickets? I have a Yankees fan here who'd like them. Uh, Three of the best tickets that we have for the for the game tonight. And Hank would go, "Yeah, I get field box tickets 200 each." And I would cup the phone and say to the guy, "Yeah, we have field box tickets, 400 each." And because they're big swinging D New Yorkers, we'll take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his way of showing that he was no bitch, you know, he'd take the big tickets. And then so I get my, you know, whatever, 600 bucks Hank would send the tickets up and send 600 bucks up in cash instantly. He was best, the best. Now, now it's like now there's uh, StubHub and all this stuff. Oh, there's no more Hanks. All the independent guys are gone. gone. Well, yeah, the or StubHub like, is
1: sucking up the six hundred bucks now. And right, or they're doing like human trafficking
5: now, whatever. But there used to be, <laughs> there used to be the worst guys too. There was a lot of bad, bad guys who were not reliable, who would make promises to you that they wouldn't keep, who would try to supplement like like people would say sometimes. Yeah, I want um, I want um, fifty yard line tickets to the Patriots. Back then, nobody liked the Patriots, but fifty yard line to the Patriots, like first five rows, and and you and and I'd say to the scalper, okay, fifty yard line, first five rows, and they'd give me a price, or whatever. Sometimes they'd like actually have the eightieth yard line. In the in the nosebleeds and send those, but also send like Barnum and Bailey tickets to make up for it. Like no, no, that's not. Those guys are the worst, and yeah. some guys are just unreliable because they would just find homeless people and make them wait in line and with cash. And the homeless people are not necessarily going to stay in line with cash. So it was just it was just a bad scene. But now it seems like there's like there's not even like who's the best on the radio? Who's the best person on the radio? Like in Boston or anywhere? Anywhere. anywhere. Buck and uh, and uh, and Clay Travis? Clay Travis. I don't think so. Dana I think they're Lash. fine. Dana Lash. I don't think so. It's not Tom Shattuck either. It's not I, not Howie. Howie's taking a bit of an interesting turn. Jeff Kooner. <laughs> That's not even funny. <laughs> he was a on the ground floor there's of probably, some part.
1: There's probably local people in some markets. I don't who are gone. know
5: who's good anymore. Who's the best? Like Rush Limbaugh was the best in radio. That was the gold standard. And then some people followed Rush and were like, Rush knockoffs were fine. Hannity was fine. Whatever. Was it Larry Prager? I don't even... Dennis Prager? Well,
1: it's not radio, but I'll tell you who's the best in terms of a conservative media show is Tucker, obviously. Yes. He does the best show. He's always right where people are. He's got original <clears throat> opinions. I
5: disagree when you say right where people are. He also...
1: Well, he's the bleeding edge of where people are. I'll yes. put it that way. He's, but, yeah, he he reads everything. He sees everything, including the extreme fringes, by the way. He definitely reads a lot of very extreme people. But um, it takes nothing at face value. Right. Forms his own spin on whatever story he's doing. He's a, he's absolutely the best person working in conservative media right now and I don't think there is a close second. No. I don't think there and and the show's cooled off a little. It's not what it was when it first came out when it was like right but awesome it, to watch. It couldn't
5: be because, you know, he was a Venus flytrap. Morgan
1: says Clyde Lewis.
5: Who the hell is Clyde Lewis? I don't know who that is.
1: Um Clyde Lewis. But, so
5: you're hearing him in Vermont Morgan? He,
1: but yeah, Tucker's not
5: Radio host client.
1: Uh, Tucker, Tucker's not what his show was when it first started. That's for sure. When it was like really fun and nobody knew what it was going to be because now he's huge, so it has to kind of change. But it's still the best thing on by a mile to everybody else. So uh, you know that's, you know everybody else like Hannity and I. I mean I like the five and I like Gutfeld and that stuff, but I like, they're not doing anything earth shattering. I think Tucker's the only person that you could put in a conversation with, like, a Rush as one of the greats.
5: Okay. Okay. I do think Rush did pioneer some stuff more than Tucker did. Morgan says
1: Ground Zero.
5: I see. Ground Zero Classics with Clyde Lewis on Apple Podcasts. I'll check it out.
1: Uh, Alex Jones, maybe some people he's really the best like at being extra. Alex Jones yeah not about I that. mean I mean he talent. doesn't
5: you know he puts it out there no doubt about that if you like him in that genre then you've got to like him I mean he's he, if you thought Art Bell was working for you Jones definitely is <clears throat> um I would say his Sandy Hook comments were uh, a little off pace yeah I think um but well you know what you know who the best is now who Rogan
1: that's true yeah that's probably right
5: he's the best out of a filter of just being the most real and intellectually curious. He's not the smartest Mm -hmm. or the quickest. He's just the most intellectually curious. And he's got this, he seems, um, he seems immune from the pressures of criticism and social media and the mob, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's where I am. So, so my worry is, and, and there's like, there are young people I'm very impressed with who do. There's great music out now that I'm very impressed with, um, and there's um, there's some other stuff happening that I that I think is is great. Mm-hmm. Like even like even Taylor Swift to be that popular. Usually, the person who's that popular really sucks and is terrible. Yeah, like um um um. Who's the little blonde who was cute? Aguilera. Mm -hmm. She was really popular, but she really sucked.
1: Right. But I think part of what's happening right now is I like Taylor Swift. I think she's good. But I think part of why you're seeing the extreme popularity of Taylor Swift is because she is actually good and a lot of people aren't. Like, there's not a lot of competition in the actually good, like for pop music. People who are writing their own stuff, doing something original.
5: You well, know. I don't know. I mean, th- I mean, there's been a lot of people in and out there, like
1: yeah. But look at <clears throat> look at like the Ticketmaster shows. Taylor Swift is the biggest music star in the world right now, right? Uh, the, that's just not like who could sell out that many tickets that quickly to that well, many venues. Well, I
5: mean, there seems to be some controversy about how this is all happening. I mean,
1: it's mostly the issue with it is, is they didn't do dynamic pricing. So you remember Bruce Springsteen had a problem because the tickets were really super expensive and people thought that wasn't nice. Well, she didn't want to do the dynamic pricing. She wanted to make it affordable. But then you have enormous demand. More people want to go see the show than there are tickets. And if the prices are affordable for all those people, then like there's going to be a mad rush to get them and a bunch of people aren't going to get them who want them. There just aren't enough seats. In the stadiums on the tour for enough nights so that all the people who can who want to go can go that it's a supply and demand problem. She's the biggest star, I think, that, uh, you know, is out there right now. Morgan says Taylor Swift can actually sit around the campfire and play songs, whereas other pop stars can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, early in her career, there's some videos of her, you know, when she would go on live shows and stuff and she was terrible. Live singing with the guitar, but I also think that's like kind of a hard thing. She was also really young and she's matured a lot as a musician and a songwriter and she does write a lot of her own stuff. She did have co-writers on some of her early stuff mm-hmm. and then um, you know people were saying like she didn't really do it so the next few albums she like was the only songwriter listed on any she was the only like writing credit on any of the songs and albums. I mean she's she's a person who legitimately does it and has continued to do it for a very long time who doesn't she doesn't have to you know she doesn't have to keep coming out with stuff there aren't many pop stars who could come out with an exact replica of their first six albums and tell their fans to only listen to that version now to screw over the record company that bought them uh, against her will and that her fans would all do that and i mean but she's an original but um julian Phil say in the uh, radio category the daily wire crew but hard to devote an hour plus to each one
5: yeah well right. i mean <clears throat> um i mean certainly shapiro is thorough and i have i subscribe to him mm-hmm. um the one of the the things there and i don't know how you could combat this because they because they're all doing essentially the same show, but we're doing the same show as they are, too. Yeah, so, so
1: it's hard to, like, but, I mean, I don't want to, you can't criticize them for that because we all see the same news. And, yeah. You know?
5: But so I like Shapiro. I like Knowles. Um, I like Andrew Claven. Matt Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I like him, too. He's his is a little bit different. So I'm all, I'm, I'm all for that. But those are, that is solid. They are good. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Maybe they want to take the Baron Barrel really well. Um, but, um, yeah, there are parts of like, there are parts of the, first of all, there's, you get into stuff for free, but there, there are 148 million uh, ads, reads in Ben's show. Not one charming hot sauce <laughs> ad. Um, but I know, I, I like him. I love the work he's done. He's done, a, he did a great deal. Um, he's done a great. He's a great service. Though all that whole thing that they're producing so much content—that well, is very important. Well, and they're coming
1: out with kids' content too, which is hmm. huge. I think. oh, we got
5: to talk to Bethany Manil. What are we yes. doing? Yes. Um, but um, yeah. So I don't of love him. That's a good. That's a good. Um, that's a good point, Ben. I you know there are parts of him that is he's definitely a geek. Um. <clears throat> geeks don't necessarily make you laugh a lot, although he does have a sense of humor, too, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I just subscribe but Julian
1: Phil's saying, like, you know, it's hard to devote an hour-plus to each one. It's true. I mean, like, and there is a lot of sort of repetition there. Somebody has really got to be such a standout for you to go listen to their whole show all the time, and all of them have a huge following, so, you know, there are obviously people that do, but the connection has to be more than just the news because, you know, like... You have Candace Owens, you have Ben Shapiro, you have yep. Matt Walsh, you have. There's I love a lot Candace of them. Too. There's a lot of them. And like the ground that they cover isn't necessarily that different from each other. So you have no. to actually, you know, the person has to be creating entertainment with their personality as well as just, you know, relaying to you what's yeah. going on.
5: And the guys from the Fifth Column podcast, those guys are great. Mark Sardella
1: Bill- wants to talk more about Taylor Swift. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Add those, your comments to the chat. Yeah, go
5: right ahead. Those guys, um, um, the Bill Maher podcast is like I said yesterday. I think is fantastic, fantastic. That's the one where he's um he's getting drunk and high with people in his uh like yeah romper room, whatever it's called. Um, he it that is great. It's absolutely great. Him with Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is fantastic, man. So that was great too. And obviously the commentary podcast is probably the one I almost every day. Absolutely. Definitely.
1: Yeah, that's really like your favorite is the commentary. Right, and I've
5: been listening to Jerry. Uh, I listened to Jerry, obviously, because <clears throat> Jerry is, like I said before, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry, and I, Jerry and I have kind of diverged a little bit in the uh, sense that... I, uh, he was on my radio show today, but... <clears throat> <clears throat> Jerry is finding audio from somewhere else. Jerry goes to different places that to to look for stuff that yeah. His that, show today
1: had some stuff that we hadn't covered. Yeah, that, that
5: I don't that I don't necessarily see, and we used to be almost always will have had been like the, the same, same places. stories. Yeah, right. But um, but no, he's he's but he's also he's also a different lane. I I think Jerry does think that the Arizona um Carrie Lake collection was stolen. He's a little more he's he's off of Trump, but he's a little more gung-ho about something. He wants a lot of revenge Mm -hmm. and stuff, so...
1: Yeah, speaking of Trump, um, there was, like, a fascinating tweet that somebody had where they were talking about like oh I, and i hate this stuff too where people are like i talked to a strategist but uh this guy said a veteran gop strategist who's close to several 2024 camps tells me that trump rivals smell blood says allies or donors of hogan sununu cheney and Christie all see openings for their picks to make enough of a case others close to pence yunkin and desantis are watching and waiting What are all those people like? What do all those people think they're doing anywhere near the presidential race? Hogan Sununu.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
5: Oh.
1: Liz Cheney. Chris Christie.
5: I first of all, I could I could deal with listening to hearing out Tsununu, because I like him. But Hogan, no. I mean he's he'd be good in the cabinet.
1: Sure. But like, I mean, we're really going to do this because here's the problem, too. And especially if you're a person who thinks we shouldn't nominate Trump again, which is me. I know it's not some of our listeners, but the polling that shows DeSantis up is like head to head the two of them polling. When you start adding all these other people and you start chipping off the anti-Trump vote and he ends up in first again in some of those polls. Mm -hmm. And that's like not, I think, I mean, unless... They're all just saboteurs and they just want four more years of Joe Biden or whatever thing. You know, because if people like Hogan and Sununu and Liz Cheney actually get into the presidential race as Republicans, then then I just think they're trying to sabotage the Republican Party. Did Liz Cheney leave the Republican Party, though? No. Okay.
5: Can I read you a news story from my friend from the main wire? Sure. This is beautiful. This is actually not beautiful. This is so effing maddening. Social worker secretly began gender transition for 13 year old girl in Maine Public School. Mom. A Demara Scotta mom demanded the resignation of several public school officials at a school board meeting Wednesday following her discovery that a school social worker had begun secretly transitioning her 13 year old daughter's gender. In an emotionally charged address to the school board, <coughs> Amber Levine said a central uh social worker, school system social worker at Great Salt Bay Community School in Demarasca provided a chest binder to her daughter, a gender transitioning device. the employee encouraged the young girl to keep secret from her parents. Levine said she never met the social worker, Samuel Roy or Samuel Roy and had no idea. Of course this guy's got all sorts of face piercings whatever. So listen to this. The chest binder is a medical device used to flatten the appearance of breasts. They do this behind the mother's back. I want you to listen to this. this audio is not great because it's taken from the mm-hmm. cell phone that's 50 feet away. But I want you to listen to a little bit of this. This is a mom very upset about her, what she found out that they've been having her daughter on a chest binder, making more plans for her as well.
3: Amber Lee, Newcastle Maine. On Friday,
4: December 2nd, we discovered a chest binder in my barely 13-year-old's bedroom. Utilizing these devices can cause serious side effects. After discussing this with our 13-year-old minor child, it was revealed to us that the binder was given to her by a district social worker employed at AOS Central Lincoln County Main Schools without our permission. Our child was originally assigned to another social worker employed at her school. When the new social worker took her into their supposed care in mid-October, we were never informed of this change. Nor did the newly assigned social worker reach out to us to introduce themselves. In my initial meeting with administrators regarding this heinous act, they expressed grave concern for a social worker in our school providing this chest binder to our 13-year-old minor child without parental consent. To our understanding, this person was not fired,
5: and we'll remain there, it's at, at County so she breaks down mm-hmm. even more in the next couple of minutes and she gets obviously she's horrified upset I mean that's I mean, what a thing to find what a thing to find yeah um then after her comes this guy who's short in stature named Chris Coleman he's a fourth grade teacher in the town and he's uh, he, <laughs> he rings a very different tone. Chris Coleman,
3: fourth-grade teacher. Uh, Chris Coleman, can you please identify your county residence as well? Uh, hi, my name is Chris Coleman. I'm a fourth-grade teacher here at GSB, and I live in Noble Grove. So I bet if you went around our school and asked every single employee, not just teachers, what their most important priority for all the students is, after some thought, they would say the same thing. It's not math, it's not science, or spelling, or reading, writing, social studies, or any of no? that <laughs> Our number one priority when we walk into this building every morning is the safety of our students.
1: That's what I was going to guess. Safety.
3: Well, if you're a teacher, you already know, but quite simply, children can't learn if they don't feel safe at school or at home. I could be the best teacher in the world and a student who feels unsafe in my school will be completely lost and disconnected from what I'm trying to teach them. So why are we here? Why am I missing my daughter's holiday concert tonight? Well, I'm here because members of our community, perhaps some from afar, have decided that our transgender students do not deserve to feel safe in school. They think we're giving them special rights, when in fact we are simply providing them the human rights they have been awarded by the state of Maine. The Maine Human Rights Act prohibits discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, which includes gender identity and expression. In 2019, GSB created our transgender policy which helped explain how the Maine Human Rights Act applied to our school in regards to transgender students. Again, this policy is fully supported by Maine law. So here are some of the things you might hear this evening from individuals who do not support this policy. You'll probably hear someone call a teacher or staff member a predator or a groomer. I have to say, I'd I'd be hard pressed to find a more insulting or degrading comment. Sorry. Uh, comment towards someone who has chosen to dedicate their lives to working with children. I hope we can be better than that this evening. Oh, and undoubtedly, you will hear someone uh, talk about trans students in bathrooms. We should just skip this topic entirely, it's a waste of time. In 2014, the Maine Supreme Court in Doe versus rst 26 ruled that Nicole Maines, a transgender teenager, had the right to use the female bathroom in her high school. In the end, the court ruled that the school district had violated the main Human Rights Act I mentioned earlier. I was in a meeting the other day with a brilliant colleague.
5: Anyway, you get the point. How do you like that? The number one thing is not math, science, it's safety. It's safety. <gasps> that right there is where you get in that guy's face and say, back the F down, MF. It yeah, ain't that's what
1: one of the helper teachers at our daughter's school said on, like, the parent-teacher night. He was like, oh, that was what he that he said his number one priority was student safety. And then oh. I was at the holiday thing, and he had a bunch of little Christmas ornaments in his beard. It was feeling extremely unsafe around his... Uh, but, decorated for the holidays, beard, and then you're going to lecture me about safety around kids and all this stuff. Like it's so but, ludicrous. And in the meantime, they're like handing out undergarments to children. It's so screwed up. Just like, imagine. I can't believe you would call me a predator. Well, stop providing my yeah, daughter with. But remember, just like with Megan Wattros, your weird perversion. Just like with Thank Megan Wattros,
5: she got upset and went to the school board and said, You're my my um, seven-year-old daughter, you had her reading a book about a boy taking a trans journey that showed pictures of him in, her under- in his underwear, and you won't let me opt out, and I'm very upset. The guy who came after her? immediately said oh sounds like the proud boys another woman said oh she's a terrorist never having any empathy for her pain obviously she's upset right like she started
1: right. the whole thing right but, but I they, don't like, know and he never, goes they like they some... never
5: revisit the the incident there's like this and as he well. goes this some from our community
1: to... and maybe some from afar as though everybody right. else from news. other places like made up this right. mess but like this guy
5: this guy was the person to speak right after the mother she got up there and fell to pieces in front of people and he immediately got up there with no feeling and never referred to that or or the specifics of, specifics of what she talked about is that safety mm-hmm. is our job. We're not going to do anti-trans stuff.
1: Yeah, this is like the Virginia, I think it's Loudoun County, Virginia, where that stuff happened, where they arrested the dad because they were doing their huge like bathroom policy thing. at the. This was, I think, in 2020. And they arrested the dad there and they were saying that the rapes in bathrooms were a myth and all this stuff. And like the kid has been accused of like two different sexual assaults in bathrooms. This boy who's been in girls' bathrooms, including for that guy's daughter. And it I mean, this has all been borne out as true now, but they like to like try and point back at some generality like, oh, Fox News, mess, hysteria, groomers, this, that. Like, well then stop grooming. I don't know. Like <laughs> maybe worry about the incident of grooming that you're a party to.
5: I'm a man. I'm a, man, a young man with face piercings. It's so weird. I'm a young man with face piercings. It's important that I show your 13-year-old daughter how to strap this around her breasts out of safety. Uh, I just want to
1: okay. make her breasts feel really safe. <laughs> like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. Good parenting.
5: All right. Should we do the Chelsea Fire uh, Wicked Hot hey, line? Can Are- I
1: hit two things quickly? I, two I things. had two stories quickly that I wanted to share. One is a local story. This is December 19th in the Newburyport uh, Daily News that I'm excited to see. I'm gonna. This is going to require some follow-up, too. The owners of the city's newest restaurant say they are getting ready to offer their customers some good old comfort food while also paying their employees a sustainable living wage. Ooh. Katie Hickey and Kristen Kilty are the co-owners of the Cormorant, which is expected to open its doors. Cormorant? Up, Cormorant, yes. Which is expected to it's open Cormorant. its... Cormorant. The Cormorant, bird? yes. That's what I said.
5: Not
1: quite, but I'm fine. (laughs) Which is expected to open its doors next week at 228 Merrimack Street, where the former Mama Duke's breakfast and lunch spot most recently called home. Not sure about the grammar in that paragraph, but okay. Hickey said the 27-seat restaurant gives them an opportunity to offer customers a neighborhood diner that serves up comfort food such as smash burgers, sandwiches, salads, and even fraps made in an old Uh, Hamilton uh, Beach uh, blender.
5: uh, 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 What? Is a smash burger? I don't know. Oh, are we, were, we rethinking burgers?
1: We were thinking of chicken and dumplings, our house-made pasta with our Sunday sauce, and jambalaya, Hickey said, comfort foods that are all made in-house and speak to something you might have at your home, but elevated a little.
5: Elevated.
1: The cormorant will offer...
5: They're not going to center the dumplings, I hope.
1: Three rotating entrees that Hopefully change weekly, de-
5: the as prize. well as a
1: trio of weekly dessert options. This is a town where everybody's expecting to cater to people coming in like tourists from out of town, Iggy said. We're saying, you know what? We're not that huge restaurant downtown. We're that small neighborhood place where we know our neighbors and they can celebrate their daughter's softball game victory. Or two neighbors can catch up over a drink and a burger. Uh... Hickey previously served as the general manager for New Kitchen in Newburyport and Cafe Serena in Georgetown. They have plenty of experience in the restaurant business and have decided to offer all staff members what they say is a living wage with tipping not encouraged. What?
5: Oh, okay, I get it. In other words, the chicken and dumplings cost six hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kristen and I have seen the downsides of the industry as well as the upsides. So in a market where everyone is fighting for labor, we want to say there's a problem and let's address it. So we're taking that opportunity and creating an environment for our staff where they're rewarded by being paid a living wage. Each full time employee will earn the same wages for similar roles, both front and back of the house. They'll also receive paid vacation and sick similar time. Similar
5: roles. This is something similar that's- roles. They're not similar.
1: This is something that's unheard of in a fast, casual restaurant. The theory is that they're staying with us because we're creating a sustainable life experience for them, which creates a stable work environment and a stable restaurant for our patrons. While a plate at the cormorant may cost more up front, Hickey said. Up front. (laughs) Everything should balance out for the customer by the end of the meal.
5: Should. Should.
1: They're going to have a wonderful plate of food, she said. It's going to be beautiful, and it will cost more. But in the end, their check isn't going to look different. It's just not going to have the tip byline. And if they feel so impressed by their service that they want to tip somebody, that's acceptable, too. So uh, they hope to open Friday, December 30th. I've been carefully watching their website for a menu. Nothing yet, but I will keep you posted when we find out that the burgers cost $46 each
5: even more than that. And you know what's going to happen with the staff anyway?
1: <laughs> They're going to quit anyway? They're going to unionize
5: <laughs> and just put it out of its misery.
1: <sighs> uh, what's your over-under on how long you
5: think? One year.
1: You think it'll Again, last I think year? Every, December, I think it's e- opening in Newburyport on December 30th. I think
5: every good progressive in Newburyport with a yard sign will go there once and say I did. And it was
1: wonderful.
5: And never go there again. How
1: much do you think our bill would be if we took our kids there with six people?
5: $2,600.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, I want to
5: say, but I'm really
1: excited. But that's so, just
5: up front. So, but that's I feel just up front, like, Alice. Okay. It balances I out. I mean, right? I
1: understand local papers have to do these little like puff pieces on restaurants opening well, and stuff. Oh, it is news.
5: a restaurant's opening.
1: Well, yeah, it's news. a restaurant's opening. But... If you were the reporter, wouldn't you ask what exactly is meant by living wage, first of all, and what you mean by the food is going to cost more?
5: Not if you want to eat for free.
1: I mean, I'm just wondering. I honestly like that's the questions I'm left with as a reader of the Newburyport Daily News. So. You
5: would th- feasibly. Sally, yeah? can you let pepper out? Yeah. But that th- th- that that stuff is on top of the toaster. Did you love it? Yeah, of course I loved it. Good girl. She's downstairs.
1: Uh, So Morgan tells us that a smash burger is a really thin burger, kind of like a Big Mac. And Mark Sardella says it's trendy. Morgan says it'll never work. And what's the name of the place with the hammer and sickle?
5: Oh, is that the place in Cambridge?
1: I think so. The, like, communist place. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I forgot. But that has a sister restaurant opening. Oh, really? Yeah. Jason sent us that.
1: No, 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 not the wine place.
5: Oh, in Cambridge? Hammer and Sickle? I know that there's uh, the People's Republic?
1: Maybe that. With a K? That's That's a great
5: bar. I don't know that they serve food, but maybe they do. (laughs) That's a great bar. That is right between uh, Central and, and Harvard Square. Oh, great bar. Yeah. How do you know that? How does he know that? I
1: don't know. Anyway, um... I'll save my other thing. We can go to the chat chat. What is your
5: other thing? Just so I know if it was worth saving.
1: Oh, I just wanted to talk about the Boston Globe, the newest hit piece on Portnoy and Barstool.
5: Oh, really? Let's save that and the...
1: It's an actual editorial. The oh, editorial good. board has weighed in on how Let's unsuitable do that. Let's Portnoy do that tomorrow is. To remember? Okay.
5: And I want the Boston Globe's Best Bostonians of 2022 mentioned uh, tomorrow. Taking There's... Jerry's stories. Taking Jerry's stories is exactly right. All right, here we go. It is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, obviously the best hot sauce out in the world. Find it at uh, Market Basket. Find it at Shaw's Ignore. Is it Shaw's? I don't even know. No, it's not at Shaw's. It's at Big Y. Big Y In other places around here. It's just great stuff. Um, And a portion of the profits go to, or whatever, go to National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It's really the best. It really is. I've been trying to trying to test others. I've been buying it here. It's the best. Okay. So, um, Tom. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, I'm gonna go over here to the thing. Okay. All right. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. You ready, else? Okay. Ready.
2: Hello, Justin the Hoosier here. I guess I didn't uh, state my amount much. Mount Rushmore. All right. Yeah, uh, okay, um, we got um Selma Hayek.
5: Instant Solid. in. Instant in. Oh, yes, if if only she is the voluptuousness of 1990 and 2 Selma Hayek is very hard to match. Instant in.
2: And the reason for her is well, you know, from Dust till on and then later on with that's the what movie Frida. On. Uh, number two, we got um, Halle Berry. Well, yes. it's Obviously. quite obvious.
5: Just about a perfect looking human being, Halle Berry. Just about a perfect human being, I think. Just perfect. My goodness. I mean, yeah.
2: Swordfish, come on. Uh, number three, um, uh, Trish Stratus was a big wrestling fan.
5: Trish who? I don't know who that is, but I do know. Um, Trish Stratus. A wrestler, big
1: mm. wrestling
2: fan. She was the main reason why. <laughs> and uh, number four um, uh, is uh, Paul Rudd. He seems like a nice guy. Like he cuddle afterwards.
1: Todd loves him too. Actually,
5: Paul Rudd is a comedic genius, and his he work also and role doesn't models, age. His work and role models should earn him eighteen Oscars. <laughs> that is a great. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a classic.
1: Morgan says he's a Juliet Lewis guy.
5: It's a niche. It's a niche definitely. Um very cute, very uh, kind of out there, spacey. Inter- Do you know who she is else?
1: Uh, I just looked her up. She looks familiar. What is she in?
5: She was in a lot of stuff in the late 80s, early 90s. She was actually Oh, she's in, in Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Right. I think but that's But she's what not I known know as more actually. of an alt uh an alt actress chick. She she you know what she did? She's in she, that
1: new show, Yellow
5: Jacket. She pushed were, um, Winona Ryder off the uh, stage. That's what she didn't really, but mm-hmm. she up you know, she took her place kind of. I think um Brad Pitt dated them both. Or was that Johnny Depp? I'm not sure.
0: So I might be a day late and several dollars short on this, but uh for your T shirt, how about take a short walk off a long jetty and you can have a nice little illustration of someone falling off a jetty into a burn barrel in the ocean and <laughs> never being seen again seems
1: complicated uh, also
5: what what exactly was hold on i like that alice i want somebody falling off a jetty <laughs> into a burn barrel in the ocean
1: <laughs> you're straining my artistic limits here tom
0: never being seen again uh also what what exactly was tom's invention yesterday i really what did i invent didn't catch that you invented bringing close to goodwill or you invented giving <laughs> the incorrect email address twice in a row <laughs> to your listeners. I, I'm very confused, but I'd, I'd love to know what your invention is. What was my maybe fact? you can patent it and make some money. But
5: as of now, I believe
0: the art of bringing about. close to Goodwill is pretty well covered, but
5: no, no, no,
0: I'd uh, love to hear else. more because it seems like things broke down from there.
5: I had something. Thank else. you guys. Oh, no, 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 okay. that's right. I had recounting things I've done as spots. Do you get it in the style and tenor of a spot a commercial? Okay, you get it. I don't get it. So a uh, chafing dishes have always worked for me. They can work for you too. Today I bought three chafing dishes for our for our get together with our family this weekend, and it, with inserts it was very easy. I found that the sternos you can decide on the I don't day get it. of
1: what do you have. How-
5: I'm pitching what? something. That's <laughs> okay. the only part I'm missing. I'm, I'm encapsulating something. So why are you doing that, though? I'm encapsulating something I did today as a live read. Now I hand that to you. <laughs> <laughs> and you you finish it. I've encapsulated.
1: Is this, a, is this a new style of radio that you've invented?
5: Well, I don't know. I think it's sellable. <laughs> this is a, This is a sponsorship opportunity. Okay. I've encapsulated something that I did today as a library. Let's talk about this okay. more offline. Okay. <laughs> hey Tom. Yes. <clears throat> Any chance I could get that uh, sergeant's wife's number? Times have been uh, pretty tough here. Not and... that tough, man. Not that <laughs> tough. I, it was. It, it would that would have been a horrifically rough adventure. Then I can imagine. <laughs> now, don't even don't even oh they know believe me <laughs> believe me all of us have alice don't listen all of us as men have had <laughs> companionships that we probably say Ugh, judgment was off on that one or or seriously well like,
1: that was your mistake
5: well what, well yeah i understand <laughs> what i'm saying is you're not. You don't want her. You don't want her. I wonder if. By the way, you know what else? So don't hook up. You know what Then you won't have. It's that. it's literally two th- 1992 is how many years ago? Thirty. that's it, thirty <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Should I call up and see if the offer's still good?
1: <laughs> Who knows? Hey, Maybe I think the
5: guy's name was Jeff. Jeff. Hey, Tom Shattuck. No, remember? Yeah. The, the, you,
1: you did were. tell me.
5: Yeah. Just is it still cool? I mean. Is there a a shelf life on these things?
1: I mean, I don't know if I'm cool.
5: Well, Alice, (laughs) you think I'm really going to? Although it's good to know that I've got one for the back pocket just in case something happens to you. Good. Uh, New England. Also, uh, on your Mount Rushmore, you forgot to include Pam Greer a la coffee. Oh, let me tell you, man, never has a woman looked so good and sexy as Pam Greer in coffee. Oh my goodness! Oh no, no! I'm thinking about when she was in the Tarantino thing, but she was a gorgeous woman. Maybe she still is. She's she is a gorgeous woman. Oh man! Do you remember the Pam Greer Tarantino film? Mm. Was that called Coffee? Can you look it up? Pam Greer. Oh, one for the ages. That's the perfect. I'm sorry. I'm st- <laughs> best of all worlds. Pam Greer.
1: Uh, I don't think that's a Tarantino.
5: What's Tarantino? Tarantino, tarantino uh, Pam Grier.
1: Why
5: is this taking this long?
1: You could look it up, too, you know. No. Yeah. You could talk. Phil, Tom, Jackie Brown.
5: Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a beaut. Jane Seymour from Battlestar Galactica Days. Uh, was that Jane Seymour in that? Oh, my goodness. From the old Battlestar Galactica? No. the old one galactica is that true oh my god i used to love her i never realized that was jane seymour oh my God! there's another the other girl in that is beautiful too oh my that is are you gonna have to
1: modify your mount rushmore
5: oh this this is destabilizing to be honest i didn't realize you only got four seymour oh my goodness she was gorgeous i used to have the battle galactica uh playing cards like like Baseball cards with pictures of her. That oh, is... I'm going to have to re... um, I'm going to have to do some thinking. I'm going to have to take a walk in the woods in this one. That's a tough one. I can't believe it. I feel like I've let everybody down. I didn't know that was her. Linda Carter from Wonder Woman. Obviously, Linda, L-Y-N-D-A. Although I was, I think, usually... She did recently
1: tweet that Wonder Woman is a trans icon.
5: Yeah, she's not. Wonder Woman, <laughs> it's all about S&M. She was a woman with huge, perfect breasts who was who would get guys in a lasso to get the truth out of them using her sexual prowess. To it. She is bueno. My brother was a Linda Carter person because he had brown hair like her. I was a Lindsay Wagner person because she had blonde hair like me. But I... It, Believe me, Linda Carter is an American treasure. No doubt about that. Days and Stephanie Powers from Heart to Heart. Oh, come on with oh. that. Have fun, kids. Why don't you fix some, find something from uh, Falcon Crest, Stephanie Powers, please. Can't compete. Cannot compete.
2: Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. It's uh, hard to believe a gorgeous woman such as Leslie is single. She's She seems like she's uh, would she's pretty laid back and everything. Um, <clears throat> if I was... If I was a little younger, you know, she's, she's like 25. So, and plus if I live closer, I would definitely date her.
5: Well, she'd have a say in that. Yes, yeah, she is lovely and a very, uh, I'm afraid of her though. I'm, she's an alpha <laughs> chick.
1: I could see that about you.
5: Yeah. I love it. And I do like abuse. But... She
1: did send you some audio, by the way. Did she you Did see that? In text. To use, could you request
5: it?
2: For the hot oh, line. good.
5: I'll check that out. For liners? That's great. Yes. I'll check it out. Thank you, Leslie.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, hey. After listening to Tom's incessant rant, which some might call whining, about uh, his inability to lose weight as quickly as others, <laughs> I think the question <laughs> now becomes, how quickly will he put all that weight back on once he's off the program? Perhaps uh, him using the, the numbers 380 and 385 were was a Freudian slip <laughs> and non <a> mistake. <laughs> Thanks for the show. Enjoy it every day.
5: Well, the problem is I've made the classic fat guy mistake is that I'm chucking out clothes for goodwill that were fatter than I am now. Classic I'm mistake. sure
1: Walmart will have new ones. Honey. Yes.
5: <laughs> the, fun, the great thing is the Walmart clothes, like I bought these same exact model pants 10 years ago. <laughs> from Walmart, they do not change all. They're a pair. They are not. No, they are um, cargo long pants.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And I
5: remember how they felt. But yes, no, I would say, yeah, I could probably gain it all back if I rock and rolled one month.
1: But that's the good thing about Awaken One Eighty is they have monthly check ins to keep you on track. <sighs> and they tell you how to eat once you're off it.
5: Oh, do they, Alice? They do. do they? they do. All right. Okay, that is it for
1: tonight. Tomorrow night's show comes to us from Connecticut maybe well you'll be in Connecticut for sure I might still be here potentially
5: yeah how are we going to do that
1: well I want to stay and at least get Anson to karate probably then I'll probably come straight from karate
5: oh right because Sally's coming back who's going to let the dog out we'll let
1: the dog out they'll be home by 10
5: okay before you leave you'll let the dog out yeah, okay. yeah good see you later
1: Say la vie